Welcome back to Over Here. My name is Nick Finzer, and today is the special combination episode of two of our podcasts, Extended Harmony featuring Dan Gross, and also Over Here, uh, that's my podcast, uh, featuring interviews with most of our artists and a bunch of other things. But today we're interviewing Dan Gross, the host of Extended Harmony, to find out a little bit about his background, why he started Extended Harmony, and some of the things you can look forward to from him. And without further ado, I'm going to jump right into this conversation between me and Dan Gross. So please enjoy. Today we're talking with Dan Gross, uh, the host of our newest podcast on Outside In Music, yeah. uh, Extended Harmony. Dan, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, Nick. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. I'm glad you could uh, make some time to chat. And I want our audience to get to know you and kind of your story mm-hmm. and what you're up to. So cool. why don't you give us, uh, you know, the three-minute uh, life story of Dan Gross and how you ended up talking to me today. Sure, cool. So uh, I'll try to give the three-minute version. So uh, basically, uh, throughout high school, you know, middle school, high school, and everything, I played a trombone and I picked up bass in college. So I ended up going to school in uh, SUNY Oswego. I'm actually from Rochester, New York, Nick. That's uh, where you went to school at Eastman. So Eastman's near and dear to my heart, as all as are all Eastman alums. So I, I grew up in Rochester. And anyone familiar with Rochester, I went to school in Pittsford, Sutherland, and I graduated from Sutherland, and then I went to SUNY Oswego, where I planned to major in sports broadcasting, but um, I took one, my first sports broadcasting class and realized that was not for me. <laughs> so I, I kind of had, had to think about what I wanted to do. I really enjoyed playing music, so I ended up picking up a music major in school. I was doing a lot more arranging, composing, a lot more playing, and... Uh, I decided decided to start writing papers or articles in our student paper, music articles in our student paper, and um, that was going really well. And I uh, was really kind of intense in the music major, but I, I never had in mind that I wanted to be a performer as my career. I, I I mean, I love playing, I love writing, and I doing all doing all this kind of stuff, but I didn't. I never wanted to be a performer, so I I decided when I got out of school that hey. Let, I'm going to try to be a music journalist, and I had no concept of what that actually was. Um, I couldn't tell you any music publications. I, I couldn't tell you anything that was involved, but I just decided to do it. And about four months out of school, I was doing a lot of traveling during the summer. I got, I started freelancing with the Democrat and Chronicle, our local paper, and I became a volunteer DJ on a Rochester's jazz station, Jazz 90.1. So from there, it's been... Um, it's been a lot of different projects, keeping busy, trying to do new stuff. And um, yeah, like anything being a freelancer, it's really up and down. You pick up a lot of skills. Uh, but a lot of things I do now, I freelance for the Eastman School of Music, actually. I do mainly articles for them, but I do some photos and video as well. I obviously have this podcast with Outside in Music. I do, I'm still on 90.1. I don't write as much for the DNC anymore. Um, still write for Eastman, and then kind of like my baby is the Rochester Indie Musician Spotlight. It's a web series that features interviews and performances from local musicians, and we're actually coming up on our 30th episode, so that that's pretty exciting then. In about a year, we've been able to put together almost 30 episodes, so uh, the, t- the timing, yeah, the timing of this, of this joining this podcast actually was really fortunate. I had just come off a 
really busy time for the Rochester Jazz Fest. I was doing a lot of stuff, and then I had two weeks of nothing to do. So your call came at the per your call came at the perfect time. That was really really just a oh I have something to do again. So that's that that's how I ended up here. And um, if you want, I can talk a little bit about creating that first podcast. But if you want to move on to something else, that works too. No, yeah, I, I'd like to talk about that. I, I was, just, I'm just curious personally, kind of, yeah. if we just back up for a second mm -hmm. and just talk about. So, so you went to Pittsburgh Sutherland, and um, I grew up, I grew up in Rochester too. I went to Hilton High School. Oh and, right, yeah. And uh, I'm just curious. So, when you were in high school and you were yeah. interested in music, and, and and you said you didn't necessarily want to be a performer, what kind of you know, I feel like a lot of people get drawn into it from that angle only. So how did you kind of discover that there's more to the industry, that there's other things you can do to be involved with music, you know, that's not just being on a stage and performing or being a freelancer as. Right. So I, I will quickly say that I think for me, even though I love music, I, I love playing music. I love being involved in everything. It, it's, it's intrinsically hard for me. I, it's just, it's always something that I've had to really wrestle a lot with. And in that sense, I got a lot of joy out of it. It gave me purpose trying to get better at it. So um, really, this, the, the sort of drive that I have that both made music frustrating and made me want to pursue it was the same thing, uh, discovering this world of music journalism. And honestly, Nick, I, I was finding out about all this stuff on the fly. I took one official journalism class in broadcasting school. A lot of it was technical stuff or on-camera classes, and then I had my music major. So for me, I, it was all learning on the fly and learning how to make a niche for myself in Rochester, figuring out, okay, well... Here, you know, I'm looking here in WXXI, our great radio station and TV station, a PBS affiliate, used to have this show called, uh, oh my gosh, I'm totally, I'm totally blanking on the name, so I'm not going to waste your time and try to figure it out. But we had this show where you know, it was essentially what I'm doing now with the Rochester Indie Musician Spotlight. It was featuring little interviews, it was featuring performances with nice camera angles, great sound. And I started the spotlight not having any sense, really. I mean, I'd seen Tiny Desk concerts before. I'd seen the occasional Paste Magazine video, but I didn't really have a, a concept of what creating a web series was about. And that's how that started, because I just was looking around. I needed something to do. I needed something to fill out my portfolio other than just a couple music articles that I did in school. And so I just, I found my own way. I spent a lot of time on YouTube trying to find other web series and, and stuff to draw inspiration from. Um, and then in terms of writing, I started writing for the DNC. I mean, my background was just sort of in what you, normal journalism isn't the right word, but the classic investigative journalism, if any, any minute background I had in that. Um, and so I was writing music articles for the DNC and I was learning more about downbeat learning more about paste, uh, cadence, jazz times, all about jazz. And I learned all of this on the fly. Two years ago, I, I could not have told you anything about Downbeat or what they did. So you're asking me how I learned about all this stuff? I, I'm one of these do-it-first kind of people. I just, I just said I wanted to get my hands dirty. I wanted to do this project because Rochester needs this. I wanted to serve the community, and I found out about all this stuff from there. Nice. Well, that's awesome. And I think I think I might have played on a couple of episodes of that uh, PBS 
Rochester WXXI show. Yeah, I also can't remember. <laughs> I've been... I know it's killing me. It's killing me. You know, you know what we'll do? I, I will look this up afterwards, and I for you on my screen, I will put a nice little, let me see if I can line it up, a nice little subtitle shouting out XXI in the name of that show for you. Awesome, man. So t- tell me a little bit about how you got involved uh, with working at the jazz station. I know that's kind of how sure. we connected initially. Yeah. And uh, I love those guys and I've tried to stay in touch with them as I've you know moved along in my life. So how did you get involved? Um, so I all, speaking of things I didn't have a great sense of, I knew there was sort of a, a jazz station. I, I, didn't, I also didn't have any particular designs to be in radio or to be a multimedia guy. Nick, when I got out of school, I was going to be a writer. That's what I wanted to do. And I've, I've acquired all these skills along the way, and I'm really glad I went to 90.1. But the timing of it was perfect. Uh, Chris Teal, actually, I believe, had my old slot before I went on. And then Derek Lucas, our station programmer, would occasionally fill in with uh, Blue Note Mondays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So when I contacted Rob Linton, the station manager, to, to find a slot or at least inquire or say what they needed, the slot was open. So we met for coffee one time. We exchanged a couple emails. I I don't remember. I don't think I sent him any even portfolio and thing. Shout out to Rob. He really he saw a lot in me that I wanted to do it and I'd, I'd be suited for it. And there you go. And then I, we met, and I would say about two months later, I had my first show. Nick, this is actually really fortuitous timing. While we're filming this, I am uh, going on air, and it'll be about two years since I've been at the station. It's uh, it's Harry Connick Jr.'s birthday today. Of course, it's. Tra- tragically 9-11 and then it's also my two-year anniversary of being at 90.1 so it'll it'll be a big show on tonight oh man so what what slot is your show monday nights six to eight or later uh six to eight p.m yep cool and what kind of stuff do you, I know you maybe you're gonna focus on harry connick today but what kind of stuff do you generally focus on so i have a theme of the week set up and originally when i went in there i was like everyone else was really overwhelmed by the library and i started off my first couple shows just kind of doing dudes I knew. And eventually I'd come up with other systems trying to work in new stuff. But eventually I settled on this theme of the week format that's growing really well. So anyone who listens to 90.1 knows that we do half selections from our library, both instrumental and vocal, and then half everything new that has come into our library. And those might be re-releases, new albums, new compilations, or things that previously weren't in the library and, and were new to the station. So the theme of the week, so this week I might, I'm doing one or two Harry Connick tunes, but before I had, before I remembered it was Harry Connick's birthday, forgive me Harry, um, I had a plan to do the music of Michael McNeil and the Buffalo Jazz Octet and some of their stuff, along with a blues artist who I wrote the liner notes for in his new album, Genesee Johnny, an album called Homegrown. Uh, so the theme of the week format works really well because I can, if it's an artist's birthday, I can focus on them. I do themes like great trumpet players. Uh, I will still occasionally do the Blue Note Mondays because you can never get enough of Rudy Van Gelder and his Blue Note jazz. What works so well about the format is that 6 to 8 is a kind of unusual time slot. It's late drive time, so I can't be doing experimental stuff or a lot of ballads, but people also have it on during dinner. So what's nice about the format is it really encourages me to check out new stuff, but also find a balance with everything that I'm playing because it's such an unusual time, it's such an eclectic time that it, it allows me to both be balanced, do stuff that I love, and have the theme of the week programming. 
Nice. And, uh, you know, for me, 90.1 has always been super important. Like, I think literally my first gig ever was a show, like a live concert show that I did on when before they moved to the new space, they were at uh, the other high school. Were they at? No, they were at the middle school. The middle school. Right, 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 right. Yeah, and now we're in Greece Olympia. Yeah. Yeah, so that the station I hold near and dear to my heart, so I'm glad to hear that you're, you know, having such a, a great time working there. Yeah, and and, and we're we're your your friend of the program, like you said, and we're very glad that you're doing well for yourself too. We all enjoy seeing it. Uh so why don't you tell us a little bit more about the indie spotlight and then we'll kind of shift sure. over to the podcast. I'd love to, you know, hear what that looks like and where people can kind of check that out. Sure. So I'll give you the I'll give you the where to check it out first. And speaking of little liners, I'm going to line this up again right about here. Uh, I, I will I will put for you a link. So the easiest way really is dan-gross.com/spotlight. But I also have a YouTube page. Uh, if you search Rochester Indie Musician Spotlight, you can find it. And then it's also on my Facebook page, Dan Gross Music and Journalism. So that's where you can find it and watch new episodes. Actually, uh, we have, speaking of, this is actually great. So um, tomorrow I'm putting out an episode with our friend, my uh, Danny Zeman, who is moving to Switzerland for the Focus Year program. So we did an episode with him. So that, that's nice synergy there. We have a jazz, ep- jazz episode coming out. Um, so, the, so what the Rochester Indie Musician Spotlight looks like. So when we first did it, I had in mind to have it be all interview. And it would be about 22 to 30 minutes of just interview. I quickly realized that this was not very exciting, mainly because that's a lot of talking, and B, I was not a skilled enough interviewer yet to make it compelling. And um, I was, so we kept experimenting with the format. The format we're out at now, well, I should say this the, the, the format evolved to where it used to be half interview, half performance. So I try to be about 10, 15 interview and then 10, 15 of performance. So it's usually two or three songs from the artist. And we'd do the occasional, what we called spotlight live episodes, where it'd be about 15 minutes of interview, but anywhere between 40 to 50 minutes of music. So we'd actually be almost doing a concert film. And the format now is going to be the regular format. So each taping is like a show. You'd go, just like you would go to show, it's like you're going to a concert, but you get a little 10-minute interview, and then you get a short set, but the whole thing you know, usually runs about an hour and 15. Uh, right, as a live event, and then the taped episode will come out either a week after or two weeks after, depending on what our schedule is and a little bit on what the artist needs as well. So what it looks like, it's a three-camera setup. So actually one of the cameras that I'm shooting my video on is, is one in the fleet, I have two people who volunteer their time, a gal named Stacy Barron, who actually played piano at my senior recital, and uh, Jason Tebow, who I actually work for. He runs his own one-man commercial TV show. He puts out about six to eight episodes a year. I work for him, and then he volunteers his time with me. And so it's three cameras. I'm my own audio engineer as well. I just converted to using lavalier mics for the interview, and then I usually do some mix of field recording and a more um, direct, isolated recording as well. So it's a pretty good package. You know, it's a low-budget thing. We just got our biggest sponsor, Row Photo. Uh, thanks so much, Row, for coming on as a sponsor. And then we also have partnered with Bob Shop Records, where we do most of our filming, best 
Best Vinyl Store in Rochester, and then we also filmed some episodes at Bernunzio Uptown Music, which is a great venue, and they're a great sponsor for us, too. So it's cool. You get to see it's a little tiny desk-ish because you see these bands and these more eclectic, not always performance space uh, type of venues. You get a little bit of interview. You'll learn about the musician. You'll learn about their process, and you learn something from it. And the show, for us, it's, it's a great creative outlet, obviously, for me. It's a way to give back to the community. It's a way to do something for the Rochester music scene. And considering I make no money off of it, it looks, it looks pretty darn good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Almost. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, I think I have to do a number and I have to decide whether to not to do spotlight specials. So we usually do 10 to 12 sort of regularly scheduled episodes. And then spotlight specials, those are kind of fun because they're loose. I film in a t-shirt as opposed to my, you know, monkey suit. And then uh, we, you know, we kind of throw it together and we put it out whenever. So I have to decide whether or not I'm, I'm going to count the 30 with the spotlight specials or not. So we'll, I'll keep you up to date on what one that actually is because I have to count it. <laughs> Thanks, man. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So extended harmony, the idea of it, you know, you, so for those who, well, I'm going to fill the audience in on the backstory. So like I said, Nick called me this past summer and said, you know, hey, I want you to make a podcast and I want you to come up with it. So after a couple initial phone calls, we decided on this format where it would be interviewing artists who write original music. And we decided on this, um, to be frank, because we didn't want to deal with any sort of licensing things, which, you know, uh, is no, is, is can be quite a headache. So we wanted to do that for that reason. Um, but the other thing is that that's where a lot of the great art is. I mean, there's still some amazing interpreters of the standards. I mean, Danny Zeman's one of them. I, I love hearing him play standards, and there are a lot of great groups out there who do great standards records. But we decided on original music because a lot of young people in particular are writing great new original music now. And the nice part about that is, is you can, when you learn about someone and you get to know their history and, and what they're involved in, you can kind of hear that in their original music too. So the first episode, which in hindsight we probably should have released as two episodes or four, I, inter I interviewed four, four acts, which was insane that I was able to pull that off considering all the all the stuff that's going into trying to film the second one but I interviewed um, Mike Catone of Holophoner, Danny Rabin from jazz fusion group Marbin, I interviewed Katie Ernst who plays with Twin Talk and had her own great solo record uh, Little Words based on the poetry of Dorothy Parker and then I talked to Dave Chisholm a friend of ours Rochester native who is hands down one of the most artistic and creative people I ever met. Like the guy plays trumpet, he wrote a comic book, which is what we talked about, he's a composer. I mean, he does all sorts of stuff. So it was a great, eclectic first show, and uh, I hope to do more of them. Yeah, so who, I, I think maybe there's a little bit of a challenge, but is there mm. anything you can sneak peek us about for the upcoming episode? Sure. So I'm trying, uh, I'm, we are 90% of the way there, we're talking to Ike Sturm, speaking of another Eastman alumni. Uh, Ike is a great, great guy. Uh, a lot of 
for, for some jazz writers, that name might sound familiar. His dad, Fred Sturm, wrote a lot of great charts for Eastman and then found their way into the jazz band repertoire. And so I, I'm going to be talking to Ike about his dad a little bit, his influence, his dad's influence on him, reflecting a little bit. And then I want to talk to him about his time being the director of jazz ministry at St. Peter's Church. I think he's the only one with that job title on the planet, so I want to talk to him about that. And then he has this great project called Endless Field. It's, it's him and a friend of his, Jesse, who plays guitar. And this is, it's just a duo. Ike plays either upright bass or electric bass, and Jesse plays guitar. And their sounds are inspired by nature. Uh, Ike holds nature, nature near and dear to his heart. He got that from his dad. And I, I thought it'd be kind of an interesting thing. It's, I mean, it's a contemporary group. It's not a standards group. It's not old-fashioned by any means. But it's something a little more earthy, and it's something maybe a little less uh, ethereal compared to some other stuff. So it'll be, it'll be a nice, grounded episode, and Ike's a great guy. I'm looking forward to talk to him. Awesome. Yeah, I love Ike. And uh, he's mm-hmm. curated an, an amazing series over there at St. Yes, Peter's, for sure. Yeah, it's always, yeah. A, it's always a pleasure to play over there. Um, Awesome. So, Dan, is there anything else that you want to mention to our listeners about the show, about your shows, about where they can find more about you? Uh, so, the dan-gross.com is a great spotlight, that uh, great section, excuse me, uh, for you to find out what I'm doing and to keep up with everything. And then you can find my link to the Facebook page there. And before I go, Nick, I want to give a shout out to you and Outside End Music. You guys are doing a lot of hustle, you're doing some great stuff and i'm just i'm just so happy to be a part of it and that honestly that you gave me the opportunity to create something new and and share with more people it really means a lot to me so i'm i'm just very happy and very grateful to be here well the pleasure is mine and i'm really glad you're on board man and thanks for taking some time to chat with us today and there you have it that's dan gross the host of extended harmony and you can check out the first two episodes of extended harmony uh, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts uh, they're in the archive of the outside of the music podcast section uh, you can look those up and find his interviews there you can look forward to new episodes each month from dan and be sure to check out all the podcasts from outside in music the youtube channel and all of the new releases that are coming out from all of our amazing artists so stay tuned thanks for listening and we'll see you back here real soon